This conference will now be recorded. Good morning. Welcome to the week of January 29th to February 5th. Okay, so all the planets are moving direct except this week's series is going to go backwards. Um, station to go retrograde. But that means that everything is going super, super fast. And we are full steam ahead off into the new energy, which is always exciting and moving us in a great new direction uh, in terms of our direction. So let me get my laser pointer up and off we go. Uh, for the week of January 29th to 2023, I am Ann Ortley. Um, back here at the bright turquoise desk in Florida. I had a great cruise last week. It was really wonderful. Had a wonderful time. Um, and learned a lot. We got to go on the bridge. We read the we read the crew, uh, the captain, and like five of the top officers and the cruise director. Uh, they gave us our charts. They came. We got to go to the bridge of the ship, I think, because of it. It was really cool. We had a lovely Virgo captain, uh, uh, September 9th, baby. Um, Pisces moon, as you would expect, living at sea with Neptune on the ascendant, which is uh, in Sagittarius. So travels the world. Um, it was Norwegian cruise line. We had a wonderful time. So uh, with that in mind, we're off to the rest of the year. And I kind of feel like this is when my year officially starts. So I'm really looking forward to the new directions and all the stuff that's in the sky. So yesterday, uh, this is our aspects for January. Uh, and this is our aspects for February. So make note of these. These are the big aspects and then you can get them all explained. I had said last week that the uh, 2023 look ahead was on my website and it was, but it had gotten replaced by the new moon webinar. So it's back on my website if you wanna buy the look ahead in 2023. Um, okay, so yesterday we had the lovely Sun Trine Mars, uh, which is an a launching. Now remember the Sun and Mars um, work together. Mars is how you express what you need. And the Sun right now is in Aquarius. So it's very much about your community. It's also about your hopes and your dreams and your visions for yourself. And you can see the Mars there in Gemini. Now remember Mars has been retrograde uh, for months, it <laughs> seems like, but we're back to January. So or, uh, back to September where Mars was last at this degree. So the stories from early September should be up. And remember, we started them then, but then it kind of got delayed. It got postponed. And so now Mars is back at that degree and he goes, you're ready to go forward. And the sun is saying, yes, I am ready to go forward. I'm ready to go forward. And Mercury is now in Capricorn. So the Gemini Mars, which is still out of bounds, is answering to a really solid Mercury about getting the work done. So this officially launches the energy and it is an, what we call a trine, right, which is flowing energy. It's in air, so it's good ideas. And of course, if you have anything at nine, that's getting activated by this trine. But we're all having it activate in our Gemini house, which is the house where it's felt like everything's a little stalled. And our Aquarius house, which is our work with groups and our associations and our kind of community energy part of our chart. And yes, that can be community energy in any part. So if you've got Aquarius on the fourth, you know, you live in a commune kind of thing. You know, if you have it on the sixth, you work in your group and your work in your, your workplace. So kind of look at where that uh, that trine is taking place to help you move forward because it's like ready and it's air. So it's lots of ideas. Uh, the next one up is Mercury trine Uranus. And these both happen Sunday night. So they kind of are you can kind of feel the energy going, okay, now let's go. And so with Mercury trine Uranus, remember Uranus just stationed last week 
He is on a world point, which makes changes in news and all, and it is Mercury trine, and of course that's the papers. Um, that you know, we keep, we keep finding papers places now. Pence's house has papers. Uh, you know, it's Mercury, Capricorn, government papers, trine Uranus. It also is. Uh, you know, we've seen a bit of movement in uh, bills and legislation, you know, that we're putting forward. And it's a positive energy. Trines are helpful. Uranus is on a world point inviting us to change. It's a very Uranian week because we're also going to have a full moon at the end of it. And Uranus is parked there on that full moon, uh, Park going to have the full moon hit it. But it's also been very stimulated this week. So we're going to watch for a lot of, okay, ready, set, go. And at this point, Uranus goes on the world point, which is 14. It's technically world points or 15 of the fixed stars. So it's public. People know about it. You know, if you've been working out, you know, a separation agreement with a partner, you've been working out a deal with a partner, this is when it comes to fruition. It's a very positive physical energy. So it wants to make things happen. And that Mercury and Capricorn trine is is helpful. It is a closing trine, meaning Mercury is coming in to close in on Uranus. So this is stuff you've been working on for a little bit, maybe since last year when Mercury met Uranus and Taurus in the springtime. And so now it's going to be like, all right, let's go. And again, Mercury in Capricorn is an eminently practical Mercury because he's in an earth sign, sign of rock. At least he wants to get started on stuff. Again, two trines launching the week are lovely energies because they give you the impetus to go, right? And of course, both of them are taking place on Taurus moons. And Taurus moon is an exalted moon, so it physically wants to get stuff done. And the closing aspect of that moon is a trine to Pluto. Again, I want to embrace my own personal power. I want to embrace my own ability to transform things. I want to get stuff going. You know, I keep hearing Michael Jackson, if you want to get started in something, you got to get in my but I didn't I didn't use the money for voice lessons. <laughs> but I do like to sing. All right. Then next up we have Venus aspecting the nodes of fate. Now notice here she is at uh, Pisces, she's exalted. She is also at a world point, seven and a half of the mutables. And you can see she's 825, but she is in a sextile to that north node and a sextile to the Uranus. And she's also in a trine to the south. So this is Venus and Pisces is our higher form of love, our higher form of partnership, relationship, how we want to work with people, what we want to do. So there's a lot of energy with her in working with the nodes and saying, okay, how about we do this? So watch for inspiration coming in uh, you know, as Venus gets to this point and invites us to say, oh, okay, let's go do this. And that's going to happen on Tuesday. Now, remember, we feel these aspects a couple days ahead. We feel them a couple days afterwards. Somebody asked me in an email, you know, when you give these dates, that's when it's exact. But the, the sensitive among us will feel it arriving. Um, and the ones that are um, uh, the ones that are maybe a little more, you know, not responding to this will notice it because it will be in the news, right? It'll be it'll come to light. So this is the Venus here on a world point, sextiling the Uranus. So that's a very strong energy there around how we move forward and what we do. So it's a it's a good juicy energy, um, in terms of change and wanting to make things better. And we also have the Moon now in Cancer which is one of its favorite signs, even though the moon does have a, a little bit of a stressful energy when she opposes Pluto, when she goes void. So the energy for this is very much about 
what are you done with? What are you psychologically, what have you psychologically worked with that you're ready to let go of? Um, and so that's that's a component of it. To let go of to make the change you need is a better way to say it. I mean, it's also um, series stations to go retrograde. Now we know what happens with planets when they're opposite the sun, uh, they're retrograde. You know, that's if you ever look at your chart and you go, oh, I have retrograde planets, what does that mean? And I'm going to say, well, they're opposite the sun, because when you get up in the morning, you go out and look at the sun and the planets are behind you, right? So when we think of yourself as standing in the middle of the chart. So they go retrograde when we get to the same sign that the sun is elementally. So the sun is in Aquarius on a world point, uh, Groundhog Day, right? There's the world point, 15 degrees of the fixed, and it's trying to air Libra. So as long as the sun is in here, it, this will be, um, the series will be void while the sun, until the sun gets to its next air energy, which is Gemini, which is in May timeframe. So series will be void until then. Now series is how we nurture ourselves and our food. Now I happen to know what this one is for me. I was on this cr cruise and I've been, you know, going, okay, I have to get healthier. I'm having Saturn on my moon this year. Last year I had Jupiter on my moon, so I had kittens. <laughs> this year I have Saturn on my moon, which is Anne. We need moon rules the body. We need to discipline your body and take better care of it, i.e., lose some weight and exercise more. So I'm first day on the cruise. I'm sitting next to lovely Kathy, and uh, she says to me, you know, she'd been on keto and had lost 60 pounds. So I kind of watched her during the week, you know, while we were cruising and watched what she ate. You know, I love a roll with butter. <laughs> I love potatoes. I love me my carbs. I'm a carb girl. But I watched what she ate and she really ate like lots of food and didn't seem to be, you know, missing things, right? You know, just and she'd lost 60 pounds. And I thought, well, I need to lose a little more than 60 because I'm a little little chunk of butter here. But I was like, all right, all right, I get it. And then I thought, you know, next week Sirius is going to go retrograde. So I think this is Anne modifying her food program at least until May for me. You know, hopefully I'll do it sooner than then. But um, but you want to watch how you're modifying, how you nurture yourself, how you take care of yourself. And remember, Ceres here is in Libra, answering to that exalted Venus that we just had aspects with, where Venus looked at that south node and she said, if you really want to let go of things and sextile your north node and get the changes you want, you need to make some changes. So in my case, <laughs> that south node is on my Venus Saturn. Uh, so I'm looking and going, yeah, I need to make some changes. I get it. So we understand this energy of change is really strong. And this series stationing is going to look at how you nurture yourself currently and say, do I need to change that and do it in a different way? Because you do. And so this is an opportunity. And series goes retrograde every year. Um, you know, for, you know, a few months, as, as all do, do all the planets, depending on their relationship to the sun. So this is a really good time for you to look at how you nurture yourself and what you do to do it. So I have a friend whose daughter has a bit of, uh, has a drug problem. And, um, and there's going to be some action taken this week to nurture her in a different way than she has been nurtured up until now. So when we see this, we recognize that there is um, a change, and I'm going to imagine that's probably the date that it's going to happen. So watch in your own life where you've been trying to make some changes. It's visible, it's public, because the sun is on a world point, and Ceres here is saying, okay, I'm going to go backwards now for a while and try this, 
and um, you know, it's through spring. So I'm thinking Memorial Day timeframe, we'll see where we are. And of course that's, um, you know, I'll be out in, uh, uh, what you, who's he? I'll be out at Norwalk then, uh, the conference in the West Coast. So, you know, maybe you'll all see me a few pounds thinner and we'll see what happens. Um, next up, we have the Sun Square Uranus. This is a world point aspect. Now we're going into the full moon, right? So right now the moon's in Cancer. This week we have a full moon. But the sun here is in Aquarius, squaring Uranus. This is on world point. This is a big friggin' deal. This day is gonna be huge. Now when Uranus stationed last week, that was when we had the shootings at uh, on the lunar new year on that north node. And this, uh, this full moon that we're gonna have in a couple of days is also triggering election the, the eclipse on the election day on uh, February, uh, November 8th. So the stories from November back, back big and large. And the sun square Uranus is a closing square. So it's gonna wanna make some changes. It's gonna say, hey, we need to change this up and shift it into a new direction. And we also have Mercury and Pluto down here. Uh, Mercury's about to meet Pluto for the third time. He does it next week. But this week he's really focusing on, okay, I need to get that finished. So this is an excellent energy for wrapping up projects, for looking at situations, making decisions about how you're gonna change them and also having the action to do it because the sun is square Uranus. This also is a break in relationships. So if you have been in a relationship <clears throat> that's been having some trouble, this is when the break happens. And because it's on a world point, it's a public break always a great day to watch the news for divorces and you go, wow, they're getting divorced uh, because this is that, but it also is breakups where groups break up with people or start new things. It can be starting energy. It's not always ending, but because it is a closing square, sun square Uranus, it definitely has a breaking apart energy rather than a going forward energy, you know, initiating change. It's more of psychologically integrating what the changes are we need to make. And so that sun square Uranus really pushes us to uh, to make the changes that are needed in our life and say, okay, we're ready. And you are ready. And all the, all the planets are going direct except your food planet over here, how you're gonna nurture yourself. And actually what you may find because the Uranus just did station, you can see he's, or the, sorry, the series just did station. You may find that, you know, for me to be able to nurture myself in a way I want to, to change my habits of how I care for myself, to change my habits of relationship to love, to Venus, to abundance, this sun square Uranus is really important for us to shift. It also, remember, we're back in 1994, um, you know, 90, the end of 93-ish time frame, early 94, and I was talking to a friend of mine back, you know, about, you know, her daughter. And uh, we were, she said, well, it feels like, you know, when I got divorced. I'm like, well, it's kind of the same energy. And it's 94 was the time frame for that divorce. So the energy is very much awakening us and shifting us and taking action to make things better. So it's good. Mars is solid in Gemini and it's not something that hasn't been talked about before. It's just now you're ready to do it, right? And and that's the important part. You know, we can talk about things a long time, but these are Earth planets. Uranus is in an Earth sign and Sun is squaring him saying, you know, you've been talking about this for a while. Let's do it. 
and and Uranus goes, all right, I'm ready. I can do it. And let me tell you, this whole back half of the week changes. You're going to find all sorts of people making really big changes. Now, you may not have felt like you heard about them, but they've been percolating inside them for a while. And we also see very strong air energy converse, conversation and very strong water energy, which is emotions and feelings about things. Not a lot of fire. So it's a very rational decision, and it's based on what you can actually accomplish and do. So that's helpful to know, but it also is a closing aspect. So it's you've worked on this for a while, and now you're ready to make a decision and be psychologically sound with the choice. You know, a lot of times we talk about things for a while, and then uh, we, you know, we kind of delay and postpone and fiddle around with it and, you know, jerk around with it, and then, then one day it clicks and you're done. And one of my favorite things when I'm reading an Aquarian is I always talk to them about the Aquarian death stare. And so this is the Aquarian death stare energy, okay? And it really is, you're done, you're done. And when an Aquarian's done with you, you get that death stare and you go, okay, I'm done, I'm ready. I don't wanna do this anymore, time for a new thing. And there's a shift, and that's the energy we have right now. Um, so watch for your own Aquarian death stare, you or someone doing it to you, where they're done. And we've talked about it, we've done, done, done all this dancing around, but now we're finished. And we see the moon here, as this square happens, the moon here is opposite Pluto and opposite Mercury. It's like we have, it's not like we haven't had this discussion, but now we are finished. So it's an important, um, important energy. Now I'm Aquarius rising, so I do get the Aquarian death stare hit my chart every now and then. And uh, when it does, I always know, okay, this is finished. And and it's it's it can be a minor thing relative to all the other stuff that's gone on, but it is a death stare. <laughs> and so, yeah. So watch for the Aquarian death stare this week. Never a pleasant experience, but very clarifying. And for the Aquarian, they feel like they have done everything they can and they are now finished. And so there we go. Uh, next up, we have the Venus square Mars. Okay, so now we have Venus and Mars in a fight. And again, it's a closing square. Venus is coming to catch up. You know, she's in a closing square to Mars, a psychological integration. She's in Pisces, doesn't mean I don't love you, just means I need to make this change. I need to make this shift happen. And Mars is in Gemini and he is answering to Mercury Pluto. So that means there's gonna be a triangle involved. It's Mars is working with Mercury who's hanging out with Pluto. So there's three things, three people, a person place a thing. It also can be paperwork because Mercury here is next to Pluto. So we're gonna sign some paperwork or we're gonna do something that is um, tied to documents, tied to resolutions. Pluto is endings. I have a few legal cases that are on the docket for this week with clients. So this is like, we're done. We're gonna finish it up. We're ready to let it go. That's that trine. And so there's a lot of positive energy with it. And it also is a trine to say, hey, aren't you ready to go forward and do something else? And remember, Uranus is still on that world point. The sun's gone past it, but we're gonna have a full moon in, in another day or so that is illuminating and helps you really see yeah, I'm done and I, I am finished. And if I think back to August of 21 and what I started then, that story I'm seeing now in a whole new way. Next up, we have the full moon that happens on February 5th. And this is, as I mentioned before, back to August of 21, that's when the new moon happened in Leo. 
and then we had the opening square uh, um, when it was in uh, Taurus. And now we have the full moon when it's in Aquarius. So opening square. Yeah, I said that right. Um, so now we have the full moon. Now the Sabian images are always kind of interesting when we see a full moon. And this is a full moon on a world point. It's on the same point in degree as the eclipse from November 7th when Uranus was at 15. And we see the sun square Uranus that we just had. Uh, and we see the Uranus on the north node of fate. You know, we've been talking about these changes since 2020, 2020, that you go, okay, since December of 2020, I know I need to change some things in my life to get to the new chapter. And this is the illumination phase where we really see it and we go, okay, I'm, I'm illuminated. I'm ready to go forward. And then the images for the full moon now, the Sabian images are really interesting. These were um, <clears throat> images that were uh, prepared by Elsie Wheeler uh, in a Balboa Park in San Diego with Mark Edmund Jones. And what they are is images where um, each degree has an image. So the image for the sun is a watchdog standing guard. And the image for the moon is a volunteer church choir makes a social event of rehearsal. So you think of those two images. So it's a social energy. It's a collaborative collective energy. <clears throat> From the sun's perspective, you're watching. And of course, Aquarian is a watching sign. It's the sign of audiences. So you're gonna watch this very carefully. You're gonna watch what this full moon is because it's gonna take that new moon in Leo that happened a bit ago, and it's gonna help that come forward in a new way, and it's gonna help you see it. And the group is gonna see it too. So there's a group energy there in addition to the watchdog going, Err. and I, you know, we love the watchdog. He guards us. So watch where your chart is feeling watchful and pay attention to that because the energy of watching and then looking back at the election that we had in November, watching the energy for that kind of move forward and, and people from then moving forward, right? I'm a little tickle in my throat. Um, so that energy is, is definitely a forward motion, and that is how we go forward, okay? So the energy of the week is pretty busy, very Uranian towards the back, and, and very quick because of all those separating energies that invite us to change and get our, get our life in the order we want it in um, <clears throat> as best we can. Of course, remember, it's a process, and you're going to have to do it twice because Mars is in Gemini, and Mercury is next to Pluto, so there might be a little pushback right? Because Mercury rules Mars um, in Gemini right now. But Mars and Mercury are in mutual reception, right? So there's an energy here where if you say, hey, I need some help, the universe will show up. And I would encourage you if it's a difficult situation, rather than keeping it private, I would encourage you to reach out and ask people for help because the energy is very supportive of help, at least helping you move forward to the next step. There's an analogy with the way the planets are working right now. Um, <clears throat> and I had a friend whose beloved dog got very sick. And so he brought the dog to the hospital in New York City. There's an animal medical center. Brought the dog to the hospital. And it was like sudden liver failure, right? And, you know, dog was there. They called and they said, you know, there really isn't overnight. There really isn't anything we can do you know, you want to come and say goodbye to the dog. So he went to say goodbye to the dog. Now, 
you know, our dogs are our companions and they are our sixth house and they often represent for us a huge opening of the heart. And that's what this dog was. It was the dog that opened his heart on many, many levels. Great dog. George was a great dog. And so um, the dog dies and he's like, I don't know that I can get home. You know, because that that devast and the suddenness of it, right? So a friend of his worked nearby, and he said, "I'll ride with you on the subway." And so we rode with him on the subway. And so they get off the subway, and the friend goes, "Okay, I'm going to go this way. You're going to go that way." And he's like, "Yeah." So again, he's like, "I don't know that I can get home." <laughs> and <clears throat> like two, three steps, runs into a person who walks him from the subway to his block, and then says, "You okay?" he's like, yeah, I'm okay. And he gets to the block and, you know, it's like two houses in so he can get there. But it's like the universe is going to help us in this process. So you want to watch for helpers, you know, like Mr. Roberts said, and you want to ask when you go, I don't know that I can get home. Watch what shows up because his friend showed up and rode him on the subway. The other friend showed up and walked him to the door. And again, this is New York, right? New York City. <clears throat> this did not happen happened that day because George had died. And so watching the energy of this lovely week, watch for helpers. There's helpers out there. And if you don't know, ask for help and they will show up. So the sun this week, and that that's my message for you, is like incremental steps. They're not necessarily going to go on the whole journey with you, but they're going to get you to the next place. Um, and that's what you want to work with. Okay, so the sun goes from nine Aquarius to 17. Um, and he has, as we mentioned, the trying to Mars at the beginning of the week. He has the square to Uranus on the, the February 3rd. And his other aspects are supportive aspects of consciousness, right, as he goes through there. So any planets in your chart between 9 and 17 are going to receive an aspect from the sun. Mercury uh, is moving, uh, not making a lot of aspects. Mercury is moving from 14 to 20. Uh, he has the trine to Uranus and he has quintiles um, to Mars and to the south node, which are working aspects about consciousness. But he's in Capricorn. He's in the sign of the rock. He's watching and he's quiet. So, you know, the you know, the story um, of uh, following, you know, when someone's doing something well, like when your kids are, when your kids are doing something and you're watching them do it. And you're standing there and you recognize they're they're in process, they're working. And uh, you know, when after my mother died, one of her best friends, Jean Wolfe, uh, who knew me when I was baby too, we all were we all were living in Savannah, Georgia when my dad was in public health service. And um I'm an opinionated little Virgo in case you haven't noticed. And I would put my socks on in the morning and I knew that heels had to be on the heel. So I'd put the sock on and if the heel was somewhere other than on the foot that it needed to be. Um, I would take the socks off and I'd get a new pair out of the drawer and I'd put those socks on until I got both sets with the heel in the right place. Not realizing at my little ripe age of two that you just have to turn the sock. And Jean Wolfe said, your mother would stand there in the door and watch you put on your socks and not help because you didn't want help. You were going to do it yourself. And when she, when you were done, you got both heels on both feet in the proper position then you would be happy and she would be happy and then she would pick all pick up all the socks and put them back together and put them in the drawer for the next day so that's what mercury's doing this week 
He's watching you put on your socks and he's quietly standing in your doorway watching, not doing a lot, but he's paying attention to how you're doing. And when you're done and you get on both pairs of socks, remember Mars is in Gemini, you have to do everything twice, um, you'll have it. And Mercury will be happy. And he's just standing there watching. Um, Venus this week is running from two Pisces to 12 Pisces. She's busy. She has the quintile to Uranus, which is a creative aspect. That was yesterday, Sunday. And she also has um, an no aspect to the nodes of fate where she's in a flowing aspect. That's decision day. That's going to be on February 2nd. She has um, a square to Mars at the end. She also has a trine to Pallas Athena, which is good strategy and a little bit of an argument with uh, Juno about partnership deals. You know, like the deal was we're going to do this, but now I've changed my mind, right? So um, we're going to watch for that too. Mars this week, very slow, but moving along. He's basically at 11 um, and he has a working aspect with partnering and also <clears throat> an aspect where he's looking at changing some of his strategies and his approaches. Watch, think of me turning my, you know, putting the socks on, now right, take it off, put another pair on till you get the heel in the right place so it's not sitting on the top of the foot. Um, Jupiter this week is at six Aries, you know, kind of it's stimulating things. Saturn's not doing much this week except encouraging you to change your strategy a little bit. He's hanging out at 26. Um, Neptune is hanging out at 23. And he is going to, on February 1st, remind you of the dream from last spring that you said you wanted to do. And um, are you ready? Uh, Pluto is not doing much this week. It's partnering with people. Uh, you know, he will do more work. Pluto will be back in the picture next week. And he's, um, he's hanging out at uh, 28. Um, and that's it. And then the series stationing retrograde. So when we look at the moon phases for the week, get our little moon calendar. Um, today and yesterday, the moon was in Taurus. Um, and I, I am in February, so we have to go back a month. Um, so today the moon's in Taurus. Yesterday it was in Taurus. It goes into Gemini on Monday at 3.35. It goes void uh, today at 12.52 with a lovely... Um, trying to Pluto, Moon and Capricorn, trying Moon and Taurus, trying Pluto and Capricorn. Then it's in Gemini on the 30th from 3:35 a.m. Uh, and Monday the 30th and the 31st, and then it goes void at 6:58 a.m. on Wednesday the 1st, and it goes void with a trine to Saturn, Moon and Gemini trine Saturn. It, it is a void day all day on Wednesday. <clears throat> the moon going into Cancer at 3.11 p.m., so it's noon for the West Coast folks. Then uh, Groundhog Day, moon is, on Wednesday, the moon's in Cancer. Groundhog Day, the moon's in Cancer. It's also in Cancer on Friday, the 3rd, and it goes void at 1.19 a.m. on Saturday morning, bright and early, and it goes void with an opposition to Pluto. And then we have, it enters Leo at 3.48 on Saturday morning, and so it's in Leo on Saturday the 4th and Sunday the 5th, and the 6th it goes void at 9.15 in the morning with an opposition to Saturn. So the first couple days through Wednesday are the days to get things accomplished with a positive flowing moon. The moon in Cancer and the moon in Leo are both separating energies, 
So they're saying, this is finished, we're done, we're gonna let it go. The difficult days, um, Monday, the, the full moon on Sunday, this, the fifth uh, is difficult, intense. Uh, we also have an intense day Thursday and Friday. The beginning of the week, pretty easy um, and flowing, not a lot of complications. So try and get your stuff done at the beginning because at the back end of the week, you're gonna be a little crazy. And hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the moon and the week and the energy of the week. Uh, as I mentioned, I said it was on my website last, and it was, but then we replaced it with the new moon. So it's back on the website for those of you who wrote and said you wanted to get it available for, per, for purchase, $35 for the year ahead. It's two hours, 121 slides, an overview of the year with the changes of Jupiter into Taurus, Saturn into Pisces, Pluto into Aquarius, <coughs> excuse me, and the nodes of fate shifting into Aries Libra. All the planet ingresses, stations, retrogrades, those little sheets at the top that I show you, the Venus star point in Leo, because a big Venus retrograde all summer, the new, new and full moons on a month-by-month -month analysis and pages of important dates and the house location information on annortley.com. Next up, March, uh, we're gonna be home this month in February. I got some people coming to visit, but March, we're gonna delve into Saturn in Pisces and Pluto in Aquarius. So it's a hybrid conference in Florida over at Nova in Southeast on the East Coast in Davie, Florida. So you can sign up for it on astrologyflorida.com slash events. It's a local NCGR chapter. Uh, we're also gonna have the OPA conference on April 21st. And I'm gonna be speaking as well as all the other astrologers who are gonna give you techniques and tips on how to work with things in your chart. Technique, it's a technique conference. Uh, and then last, uh, in May, there's a there's the Norway conference, which is also a hybrid. So it'll be in Seattle if you want to go in person, and it will be virtual uh, for anybody that wants to stay home and sit on their couch. Definitely conti continue going. It's a great conference, and it's the 39th conference. Uh, uh, so it's virtual and live. And then the last one is the weekend right before Fourth uh, of July. Um, there's a conference at Omega with. Uh, run by Maurice Fernandez, Astrology, Consciousness, and the Great Shift, where I'm going to be speaking with Rick Levine, Lynn Bell, Maurice Fernandez, and Rachel Bang. And so that will be a great one. And that's in a beautiful campus in Rhinebeck with walking trails and um, labyrinths and really, you know, just beautiful. You're in the woods, you're on the lake, the skies are gorgeous, there are mosquitoes. <laughs> well, you know, it's the woods in New York. Um, yeah, so consider coming. And on that note, I wish you a great week ahead and that you have fun and that you watch for all these changes and implementation, you know, all the stuff we've been thinking about. Now ready to implement, take off and go. And you're right where you're supposed to be. So have a great week. Take care. Bye.